Good day, Bucks County. It is Wonderful Wednesday here in Snowmageddon Valley. Yes, we got that dumping of snow, beautiful white flakes. But so many people out there are trying to get through, trying to still dig out. And many people needing help. Of course, I was out yesterday trying to help as many people as I could. And of course, trying to get my exercise in. I did get a small short walk-in. And um, trying to keep up with all the workouts in the house. So today, today I bring this very special guest to you. His name is Ed Baumstark. And he is actually a friend of mine through social media, but not on the Facebook, Instagram, and so forth. I actually have had him on my Map My Fitness app for quite a many years. I believe it's probably been five years because I joined back in 2013 and he joined in 2015. So I am so happy to bring Ed into the podcast today. Although he feels that he doesn't have anything to share, but we well, we know, we just know that's just not the case. Because Ed is a very personable guy. He has a beautiful dog named Ryder. He has a lovely wife. And he has a huge friend list on his Met My Fitness. He has lots of stories to tell. I've talked to him before this podcast. And believe me, he has a wealth of knowledge. And he's going to share some of that today. All within the health and fitness area. Because I follow him, I've been following him for so long that his workouts are amazing. I am just astounded. And he will fill you in a little bit today because we will focus on senior fitness more so. And some of the other things he's done in his life, we're going to just get to know Ed. And we'll get to know his dog Ryder and a little bit about his wife too. He's got people waiting for this podcast. People on Met My Fitness, Met My Run, want to hear Ed. So, Ed, we will be talking shortly. In the meantime, we will pause for a second to bring you my new sponsor, who is Dr. Patrick Sanahan. Are you a procrastinator? Do people complain that it takes you too long to finish anything? Is school or work a struggle? Because you can't seem to stay focused long enough to get things accomplished? There's a book that can help. From author Dr. Pat Sanigan, The Procrastination Quiz, available on Amazon. Procrastination becomes a lifestyle for millions and permeates their personal and professional lives. Procrastinators delay or put things off until later, usually things they find unpleasant, overwhelming, or anxiety-producing. They run away from these feelings and do something that makes them feel better for the moment. It can cost you money, precious time, relationships, and even your health. The Procrastination Quiz will help you identify how and why you procrastinate, along with over 16 effective strategies to help you manage this tough habit. The Procrastination Quiz from author Dr. Pat Sanigan. Get your copy on Amazon. Do you know someone who procrastinates? This book may be the help they desperately need to get back on track. Order your copy right now. Hello. Good day, Ed. How are you? It's Martha. Good about yourself. Good, good. Welcome to Bucks County Bites. I am so thrilled to have you on my conversation, on my podcast. It's going to be fantastic. I'm glad you you think so. I do believe so. And you know what, Ed? 
You have such a fan club out there. People love you. You are a very popular guy. And you might not know that, but you are. And you're definitely popular in my case because we're going to do a little intro here on who you are and, and kind of how we met. So, Bucks County Bites, I am welcoming you to meet Ed Baumstark, who lives out in uh, Michigan, I believe. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Yeah. So, Ed, tell us a little bit, just a little intro to yourself, and then we'll talk about actually how we actually met. Okay? Sound good? Okay. Okay. I will be 72 this year, May. I've been active pretty much all my life. That's really the only... That's all I've ever done for fun was activity, I guess. Um, when I, I grew up in the 50s, and you kind of made your own fun. I never really strayed from that. Um, been active, like, well, I started about maybe 10 as an age group swimmer. And Did you say then, you started at 10? Yeah, as an age group swimmer wow. back then, it was an amateur athletic unit. Okay. I swam in middle school, high school, and track in high school, cross country. Mm-hmm. I always gravitated towards sports where I had room to learn about me. Teams didn't work for me. Never been a team guy. It was all, to me, it was all about the adventure of learning who I was. That's and good, I tried, good. I tried team sports and I was never happy because people weren't as serious as I was. And, and, and I realized early that that was the wrong environment for me. Mm-hmm. Just because I wanted to do my best all the time. Um, other people ne- didn't necessarily share that view. So I learned to stay away from those things and I mm-hmm. grab, gravitated towards the activity of that just made me happy okay. and I've been, been on a move forever started yeah. running you started have... running in the 60s right. tri- marathons in the 70s so you were marathon running in the, you're marathon running in the 70s way yes. before all the health and fitness craze came about yeah, back before you had water every two miles yeah. You'd have water maybe twice for the whole 26 miles. Yeah, we didn't carry a camelback hydration system. There there was no such There was thing. no bottled water. No, nutrition then was like a quarter slice of an orange. Yeah, right. No, there was a far cry from now. Yeah, compared to what it was. Like you. So you really were way ahead of your time. You were somebody out there that, you know, fitness meant something to you as a very young kid. And you kept at it your whole life, which is really fascinating, because you know we don't we do have a lot of people out there that you know we can't get them off the couch, let alone having someone you know as a senior into fitness trying to get them to even start working out. You know, there's a lot of people out there that haven't even begun to think about that. They haven't trained all their life. They haven't exercised. Um, but you know, it's interesting. Um, but interesting how we met and i'll talk a little bit about that before we get too far into you because you have a lot you have a lot of knowledge and you have a lot of stories to tell trust me um we met on Matt my fitness Matt my run on the app 
and this is going back years ago because I joined back in 2013, which is really one of the probably beginning of the app stage. I'm not even sure when they came out, but you came around about 2015, I checked. And so yep. we've we've known each other through the fitness app for quite a few years. Um, but you've got a lot more people that you know on that app, like over 500 compared to what I have. You're very popular and people love your workouts and they love to follow you. So that's where we originally met. And of course, you post your beautiful dog, Ryder, on this app. And that's what really brought me in because me being such a great dog lover, I love Ryder. I look forward to your post every day and see what you've done in your workouts to see Ryder, to see the walks. You know, it's really a motivational thing. And I think a lot of people see the same thing because they love watching your post. They do. And, you know, did you realize that how many miles you actually have? And this is only on the app. This is not your whole lifetime, of course. You have done over 66,000 miles. No, 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 I don't pay attention. <laughs> I know I don't you don't, but I saw that. I was like, oh, wow. And that's just in five years. But just think about a lifetime. that You yeah. have been working out since, you know, young and, and doing biking and running and cross country and all these activities. Can you Can you imagine how many times that would actually circle the globe if you could add that all up? It's an amazing, amazing, it's just an amazing accomplishment. So you are a person that people are going to look up to. Um, once I, you know, once I get this out there and you might not realize like what kind of stories you have and the kind of influence you can play on people because you really can, you could be a great influence. So we're going to let you, we're going to let you talk a little bit about some of the things that you've done, because I know some of the stories you told me when we previously talked, there was things that you were doing. Most people looked at you like really strange because you'd be out there running, you know, 10 miles or more. And that was just something you didn't do back in, whether it was the sixties or the seventies, you just didn't do that. You looked at, you were looked at as abnormal. I know when I was growing up, I wanted to run 10 miles and I was like, why? <laughs> because it's good. It's healthy. It's what we do. Especially coming from a farm background, you were constantly physically active. So it came natural because you'd be walking for miles and miles a day. So why right. not start running? And we had lots of hills and you could hill run and conquer the hills and you would just be in really good shape. Yeah. So you had a good base, really good background. So I'm... Yeah. So did you come from that situation, like yourself, you know, growing up? Did you come from, like, the country or come from a suburb or a city? I grew up I grew up in a city, um, five siblings, neighbors everywhere, kids everywhere, and everybody played outside, you know, so it was constant running, playing all day. And as a kid, I got my first break at about six and never got off. Hmm. Wow. Just, I've pretty much been riding a bike almost all my life, except in uh, 2001, I broke my back. Oh, how did you break, Ed, how did you break your back? I slipped on ice in an unmarked hole and it shattered my tailbone, the bottom three vertebrae. 
So they're all put back together with screws and rods and clamps. Oh. The bottom three discs are gone. Oh, the recovery time for something like that. How long did it take for you to get through and recover from an injury such like seven, that? Seven years. Oh, my Lord. Seven. It took me from 2003 when I had the surgery finally. I finally had surgery. Nobody would touch me because the nerves weren't involved. And they said I would end up in a wheelchair and I'd lose the legs totally. And then oh. when I lost my legs, when they no longer worked, then they did a surgery and they said the nerves are so bad, you'll never be active again. You'll probably never walk. And Everything they told you that, that you would never walk yeah. again? Yeah. Yeah, that's oh. when I gave him the wheelchair and left. Oh, my Lord. It took took a long time to, to get back just to walk around the block. took a couple of years. Oh, that's devastating. I can't even imagine what you were going through. Brian, I just I refused to accept the fact that I couldn't do what I wanted to do. Mm. You know, I, I waited 50 years to retire. Now I'm at that point and I can't do what I wanted to No. No, mm. that's not going to work. Not for me. No, you had a really strong mindset and you knew, like you were telling yourself, this is not going to happen. I'm not going to let myself go like this. No. People thought I was crazy for doing what I did in the 60s, 70s, 80s. But it was it's fun to me. Just think about all the things that you did. To, so all that exercise and all what you did, very physical. And then when you broke your back, so what... What year did you break your back in? What year was that? How long ago? December 2001. So all that training that you had, all that physical exercise, think about if you hadn't done that, think about how much worse that maybe you probably would have, you could have been in a wheelchair if you hadn't had that base. Because think about how strong you were. Think of the physical aspects of how strong your back, your legs, everything before the fall. And then for you to come out of it, to pull yourself out and to work out and exercise and get yourself back to the point that you could start walking around the block. You know, it would have been a different situation, I think, if you hadn't had all that physical exercise. Um, yeah, and I, I view things differently, too. I don't, yeah. I don't I don't put all my trust in a medical doctor. Right, right. No, I, I'm there. I'm there with you. I have learned from shaman and other natural healers that things aren't always what they appear to be. Mm -hmm. There are ways to change things. There are other methods to my madness of getting well. And there were things that worked for me that my doctor just, he, he would, he just frustrated with me. Wow. I didn't accept what he told me. And, I, and now he says, I don't know how you did it. I don't know what you did. I'll never understand it, but keep going. So a lot of your healing process was actually through shaman, through shamanism? Yeah, yeah through shaman. And uh, I, I met some very wise people, a cousin. And these people turned me on to something called healing touch which was developed by a nurse named Janet Menken. And I was lucky enough to learn from her, from one of her, her top students who be, then became my mentor. 
and I studied for several years and became the first certified practitioner male in the Midwest and certainly in Michigan. Hmm. And from there, I, I studied quantum, quantum healing, Reiki. Quantum I, healing. You know, all kinds of different things. It just, it was what I needed to get well. So that's really what you, t- in order to get better, these are the practices that you worked on, became very good at it, and you healed. Right. So oh, my, that's interesting. My, my belief is when you get a traumatic injury, whether it's a, say, a car crash, a heart attack, something that's mm-hmm. traumatic and life-changing, your soul splits. And part of it goes away. And a shaman can find it. And it's called, they'll journey and bring back. It's called a soul retrieval. And then when you get your pieces back, you can start moving forward again. Most people just laugh at that stuff, but... It's been an old practice for centuries, though. It's been around a long time. And and it's something that I've done most of my life, since I was in my 20s, probably. have followed that general method of life. That's so interesting. You know, that's why, you know, that's kind of how we connected. You you started to teach me a little bit about it, talk about it, because I do the meditation and the yoga, and then you introduced me to some of this. And, of course, I've been trying to research some of it and trying to look into it more. Um, It's a very fascinating area. And, you know, of course, I'll I'll put some links into the, the podcast so people can have that and they can look at it themselves. But it's no, it's not just about the physical exercise. Then it's it's about mental well-being, spiritual, and, and a lot more, a lot more. Yeah. Well, to to me, my life is I see it like a seesaw well, with four seats, and they're spiritual, emotional, physical, and mental. Mm-hmm. And I have to keep them all balanced. That's right. And, uh, and I needed specific tools to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I had to find uh, teachers that could teach me that stuff. How did you go ahead and like, how did you find those teachers? Did, you know, thinking about, all, did you have to research and, and talk to people like who knew about this? No. Um, how did you know where to go? This is the weird part. Some con- some of them contacted me. Hmm. They knew I was coming. <clears throat> and that's when I really started to really believe all this with everything I had. Wow. You know, here were people contacted me. One was from Russia, from Siberia. Really? Yeah. They con- they wait, they contacted you. Yes. Oh, that's so, wow, that's just... See, these people, these people oh operate in a spiritual realm, mm-hmm. and, and it, it, it's too much to try to explain to somebody it's so deep, and I, I don't know, it's yeah, just... Yeah, no, that makes sense. It's very deep, and it's hard to understand. You can't explain it. You have to experience it. You have to be taught it, and the, and the yeah. person that has to know what they're, you know, known it for a long time. They've done the practice and they know how to do it and they're able to heal you and teach you. It comes from those people that know what they're doing. 
you know, it would be hard for, I mean, you have the people that you know, which you could actually say this person could help you and you could lead us to them. But it, yes. it's, it's a very fascinating area. Uh, and, and most people might be closed down to understanding what it's all about. Once, once you start to live in that, um, I don't know what you call it, realm, I guess, with all those people, mm-hmm. there, there are circles. And, and I belong to a couple different circles of healers. Okay. And so you refer... Uh, my, my specialty is kind of backs, mental balancing, and people will refer, other people in my circles will refer people to me Oh, for that specific reason, because that's where my skill is the best, I guess. Okay. And I can in turn send people to them if their skills are what I think someone needs. That and makes all, sense, yeah. All these people, all these people operate for free. Um, There's no charge for the people for no. what they do? No. I've never charged a penny. So people come to you for this for this work and there's just no charge? How is that possible? Because when you... Um, how do I say this? When you give freely, there you get in return more. Hmm. Well, that's true. There's truth behind that. We know that when we give and we pay it forward, like we help others, we do our great deeds, and we get it back in other ways. So we're given back in many different forms. So if you're doing that, then that means you're being returned something greater. Exactly. So I can understand that, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And what I get out of it is an imp- is improved health. Oh wow. That is deep. I mean, there's no there's no way that I should be able to do what I do. If you saw my medical file and read this stuff that you you'd be you'd say no, this you can't it's not do possible. It. And oh. then I had I had a stroke in two thousand twelve. In my sleep, and it was the same boohoo from the doctors. You're, you're going to have trouble walking again. Da, 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 da. Uh-huh. I'm there the next day on my bike again. Oh my gosh, you are! That, that's an amazing. It is amazing because I do see your rides in the morning, and I I'm going to ask you a couple things so people kind of know. Um, you do do a lot of these bike rides, and you, you use something that's, it's it virtual? Or, I'm not sure I understand this. Is that, yeah. Swift, is that Swift that you're using? Z-W-I-F-T? Right. What it is, is it's a software that ends up on my smart TV. And I have a trainer which speaks to it. It's a smart trainer, so it... it duplicates the terrain whether it's up and down hill or whatever it is oh my gosh <laughs> and on top of the trainer sits the bike that i would ride outside you use the same bike that you take outside right yes so everything is familiar and adjusted the way i need it and i just get on it and start it and so, go wow so that's really interesting so it's a, a trainer like you put it on the floor it's one of those big trainers that you put the, yeah. the bike on and then it's all connected to this this Swift. So, but it, yeah. it mimics the terrain that you've, you're riding. Because I've seen you in the Alps in different places. Yeah, it goes all over the place. You can be in France, England, 
And, and you're doing those hills. On right, your... you can do hills, mountains, whatever you want to do. Oh my gosh. Now I'm really, <laughs> my gosh, you, you do a lot of these rides. It's yeah, kind it's... of them. Later today, yeah, I ride every day. Yeah. Later, later today, I'm going to meet up with a local velo club for another evening ride, which isn't my time of day at all. I'm a morning person. Uh -huh. By the evening, I'm usually not winding down, but not looking for spirited bike rides for sure. Well, you're you're looking for rider wants to go walking, so he's he's going to be more of your one to go out and do things with because he wants to go out for his walks even though it might be snowy or icy you, you take him out pretty often you see a lot of pictures of him a lot of your yeah. posts yeah twice a day we go to walk yeah and so and he wants to go sledding too yeah he's nuts <laughs> he's a very cool dog i love Ryder. everybody loves Ryder. <laughs> And it's yeah. just like, that's, you know, it's great. You're getting out with, you know, all the exercises that you do, all the riding and you taking rider out. Uh, it just, it's an incredible physical fitness that you keep up. You I know? live in, I live in an area where there's a ton of physically active seniors. Like okay. the, bike club, the bike club I'm in is, I would say predominantly 50 or more. An agent, but there are some. One guy just turned a hundred. Wait, you have a guy in your club that he just turned? He turned a hundred, and he's he's riding. I don't know if he's still riding. I would. If, I'm not sure if he is. Oh one, one of my idols, this guy named Mr. John Pierce, he's still riding. He's 15 years older, so he's got to oh. be almost 87 now. He's 87. He's still running. Yeah. I mean, he's got to, he had to be active his whole life too. So a lot of people are, you know, you stay active, continue to do so. It keeps you strong in all these years. You have yeah. to keep going. You have to keep moving. I mean, that's, that's the message you have for all the people out there. You have to move. Don't stop. Constant. No, and, to me, ending up in a nursing home, it really isn't an option. Right. You know, that's not where I want to go. I don't ever want to be in that situation. No, you don't. Rather pull in front of a cement truck or something. Right. It's not, I think when I, it's my time to go. I want to be worn out. Yeah, and a well-worn out body. Man, he looks terrible. But you had a great time in that body because it is worn out. You would yeah. say, yeah, I did this, I did that. And yeah, you broke a few a few bones and you might have had a few yeah. incidents. Yeah, but that's a that's a well-lived life because it is worn out. It is it's ready it's ready it's it's done. The body is done. You know, you want to, you know, you can abuse it as much as you can. You know, get out there and work out and abuse it with weight training and cycling and running. You know, and if something wears out, you know, there are ways of fixing things today. I mean, you definitely have a different way of healing, and which is fascinating. And I, I'm definitely going to be looking into more of it. But you just, you're like this mentor. That's what it is. You're a mentor to many. And you're helping people by just doing this right now, by talking and, and telling them somewhat of your life story. So tell me, do you have a wife that supports you in all this? Uh, yes. Yes, I have a wife, a daughter, and a grandson. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think they all just six, 
expect me to do this. <laughs> they expect. Does your wife go work out with you? Does she go no, riding? Never. No. No. Never. The total opposites. Okay. She likes to stay home. She's not more. She doesn't right. like lift weights or or anything. No, 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 no. She was brought up where girls didn't sweat. Oh, and that tie that they, era that you weren't supposed to sweat. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Yeah, no, but she never got in my way. It used to be I did a lot more. I would run and swim. I used to swim twice a day, then run and then bike every day. It's like triathlon. Pretty much just walk the dog, and I cut you know, way back sometimes my back. Uh huh. So it's giving me that space to do it. Yeah, she allows you. Like she doesn't hold you back. She just lets you go do what you want to do. No. Yeah. My daughter. My daughter's. Uh, in her early 40s, she's never known me to not be active, except when I had hurt my back. Now, is your daughter herself, is she pretty active and like you? Uh, only to keep up. She has a diabetic kid, so she's like stressed all the time and um, not very active physically. Just so running not... all the time. Would that help her if she, you know, being diabetic, wouldn't that help her if she tried to do some things if she could? Physically, if she could. Yeah, but she's always got to keep an eye on his sugar level. Oh, the so sugar can, level. You know, go to the gym. You can't. Really? It can fluctuate so fast that. So um, she has to be there to monitor it, and if something yeah, would happen, yeah. she could pass out then if she was at the gym. Even after four years, I can't. I can't control my grandson's um, sugar stuff. It's just it's beyond me. Wow. You know, and when you say what's happening, they say, "Well, that's diabetes." And now, is that is that the type one? Is that that type one or type two? Yeah, he's a type one, so he's insulin dependent. And there, they he gets that shot they do every day, right? He has a pump, so he oh, gets okay. it. He gets it delivered, but he still he still has to push the pump manually to, to to release the insulin. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You know the, the, di- the diabetes is rampant in this country. Oh, and actually the world, but it's horrible. It's horrible. I know so many people that have it. It's rough for a kid. Yeah, you know, it is. Make kids different, and when you're different, you stand out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel bad for them. It's just I know a lot of people um, that do a lot of fasting. Um, sometimes they do very long fasts. Uh, you know, you can do an 18 hour, 24, 48, 72. Um, but I know a lot of people that got into the fasting lifestyle to help them actually change di- the diabetes that they had. So I know so many people that had it, even type 1s, believe it or not, they started fasting. And it was risky because, you know, you have to have that medicine. Well, there's so many that kicked it though, they started to fast. And they kept fasting longer hours, and some of them actually got off the medication of for their diabetic medication that they don't even need it anymore. So I find that fascinating because of you know keeping the food away, fasting, you know, still getting hydrated, still taking you know electrolytes. You have to be careful of that, but they still were able to get rid of their diabetes. And I was like, and and they showed me the numbers. I saw the numbers. I was. I was astounded. I was amazed. Now you can't just tell a regular doctor that I, I just went and fasted for like two months and now I don't need my medication anymore. They won't believe it. 
they say it's not they think it's not possible but it is i've seen the proof so there are things that you can do to help but you have to have an open mind to it and you have to yeah, be careful yeah. He comes over here. He knows when he when he needs a session. He calls it a session. Mm -hmm. And he'll come over here and he'll say, "Grandpa, my my chakras are shut. I'm not balanced. I need help." And you do that for him? Yeah, and I put him on a massage table. And about 20 miles, 20 minutes later, he's a big grin on his face. You know, and you, I feel wow. great. You know what <laughs> I'm gonna do? I'm coming. I'm as soon as the travel opens up a little bit better. And we're not through this whole pandemic stuff. Um, I would love to fly out there because you're you're only in Michigan. It's not that far. Uh, I could fly out there, meet you, and, and definitely you could do some some work on me. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see what see what you have, you, what you're capable of doing. You sound like you have like this mystical, magical person that you are. You're very astounding. I don't know about that. I just, I, I knew early in my life that, that I was, I saw things differently than most people do. Mm -hmm. And I've always, I'd always been encouraged to follow those weird inclinations or intuitive pulls in one direction or another. Mm -hmm. And my mother always told me, you're different, but it's in a good way. Yeah, yeah, it's a good way. We never, never understood it until I was an adult what she was talking about. You have intuition that's different than most people. It's a, it's an insight. It's a, it's a feeling. It's a sense, and you can't explain it. You just know that you can sense things differently, and pick up, you know, people's under like you can feel them, you can sense them, something that's going on, and it's, a, it's a gift. It's a, it's a very astonishing gift to have. Oh yeah, I know that there's some people in my family that actually had that too, and they told me that I had it. But I, I kind of sense it, and you just have to know how to use it. You have to be shown by someone that's been doing it a long time to feel, feel it. I think some people don't trust it. Yeah, they, they don't trust their own feeling. Right. Where to me, it, it took me a couple of years just to master that one section about intuitiveness yeah. between intention. My my, uh, my shaman teacher used to get so frustrated with me because I wasn't, uh, I wasn't understanding the way they were presenting it. You know, right. there were so right. many, we, we went in steps and I would have to learn, the, the, I'd really have to master a lesson before we could go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. In lessons like intention, and I just kind of spun me because I wasn't used to thinking that way. Yeah, it's a different mindset. Yeah, you know, and what they taught me was you have to intend something before it happens. Huh. It's a different you know, way of thinking. You, you intend to have a great day, you're going to have a great day. Right. If there's any doubt, it's not going to be so good. And if you dwell on it, it's just going to get worse. Right. And, is that and mindset? They taught me important things like um, I used to get stressed about things, and it was about my health because I didn't think I was going to ever get well. Mm -hmm. And and they would say, "Why are you feeling that way?" And I'd say, "Well, I'm just pissed. I want to be better." You know. And they'd say, "You worry about things that happened in the past. You can't do anything about it. Let it go." I said, "Okay." And then they said, "Then you're worrying about what." 
may happen in the future, and that's not promised to you. So why are you stressed about it? And the, <clears throat> the more I thought about it, the more it just, it made sense. Yeah, it does. I'm the, sitting here thinking about it too. It does more, make sense. Once I was able to understand that, I kind of have it like a stress-free life. Yeah, you know, it, it's like um, it's like Buddhism. It's the same thing. You, you don't worry about what's in the past, what's happened. And you can't worry about the future because it hasn't happened and you can't think about that. You have to think about the here, the now, and the minute that we are in. That right is now, what matters. Right now is all that matters, really. Right now, on this conversation, you and I talking, it's what matters in the now. We're not worried about what's going to happen tonight. We're not, not worried about what happened yesterday. I'm living in that moment. Yesterday, I know what I did, but I can't think about it because it's past. So we stay within this time frame. And if you keep that, you can stay happy and no stress, less anxiety. I mean, I've been doing all this meditation and, and yoga. It is extremely beneficial. I have never felt more calm and relaxed in my life than I am as of all the pandemic <laughs> because I started it during the pandemic and I was taking care of my dogs 24 seven. And even though they weren't doing well, I started to practice because oh, I lost my job and business. What am I going to do? So let me learn this. Let's do this. Um, and it, I've been relaxed. I thought I was going to be all, well, I was in the beginning, but I learned not to be. I changed it, changed the mindset. Completely it's different, easy. different person. Yeah, it's easy to do just by changing your mindset. Mm -hmm. It is. And people just don't understand that you have to change that mindset. It's a, a very strong, powerful muscle in your head and it's, it's complex. But you can learn to control things. You can learn to control the thoughts, the process, and you will be so much better. And people, you know, and when you have that positive energy, think about how many people that you can attract that positive energy around you brings all those people in. If you've got that negative mindset, right, Ed, it brings in bad and it does cause trouble. We know that. Yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a friend. Every time I talk to her, she says, "You'll never believe what happened." And then right <laughs> away, right away, I know she set herself up for a doozy. And so I just try to back away. I, I don't. I said, "No, I don't need to know what happened." Yeah. And she's just dying to tell me something mm -hmm. terrible. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't yeah, want to well, There's yeah. people like that. They are. They're. I mean, I know people that do that. They've got all this bad stories and bad energy, and they just want to tell you all this. I'm like, but once you start hearing it, you don't want to hear it because it uh -oh. starts to go the other direction. It's not good for your health. Like, you know, if you were watching TV, like a lot of people watch TV and the media all day, and it can be very depressing and it can really cause harm to your health. You want to stay away from anything negative, stay with the positive. You know? Yeah, stay away. I stay away from TV, far away. Yeah, yeah. It's just not... I mean, if you look at it, it's it's constantly the same stuff all the time. And I hate TV. I hate it. Um, the, I do like doing my podcast. I like people, so I love doing this show. I love talking to people from all over the world. Because everybody brings in this type of knowledge. 
it brings in something that benefits someone else out there. Your one voice, Ed, today can make a difference in somebody else, someone else's life out there because they listen. I mean, I know there's people on our Matt My Fitness, Matt My Run. They know you're coming on this show and they're waiting for it. They can't wait to hear your voice. <laughs> there's, there's that crazy guy that just wrote a thousand straight days. Who was that? Yeah, I did that. Oh, you Oh, you did a thousand. Oh, my. How many days did you say? I think, I think I'm on like a thousand and five, maybe. Straight. Like thousand five days straight. You came because my grandson told me I was an old man. Oh, my. He said, you're too old. He said, you're too old to do this. Your grandson said this. Yeah. And I guess you proved them wrong, then, didn't you? Then, then, then he challenged me to an obstacle race. Oh, my gosh. We beat him like he stole his grandma's purse. <laughs> how, old, how old is your grandson? How old is he? He's 10 now. He was 8 then. Oh, my and gosh. Then he me to a, a 5K Tough mutter. Really? And, I, and then I beat him again like he stole grandma's purse. <laughs> and now he thinks grandpa's not quite so old anymore. I bet he doesn't. <laughs> Wow, that is so impressive. Oh, my gosh. When I went to both of them, I had to show picture ID. And they said, are you sure somebody your age wants to do this? Oh, wow. And I said, for that, I'm going to beat everybody over 50. Oh, my gosh. Good for you. (laughs) They were trying to humiliate me or something. Kicked everybody's butts. I I just wasn't (laughs) having any of it that day. Wow. That's just, you know, that's impressive. And that is so much motivation there for people to listen to. You know, it's just, you're proving everything wrong. You can do it. It's, and like I said, it's a mindset. <coughs> I, belong to a bike, I belong to a bike club called AABTS.org. And okay. our bike touring society. And it's loaded with, with people that pretty much do the same thing I do. I'm not the only person. There's there's a whole bunch of these people. Wow. Like Ann Arbor is a very active community. Mm-hmm. There's always people running, riding, swimming. It's, it's a healthy area. Yeah, Ann Arbor yeah. is well known for health. Yeah, because they have that. The college is up there, uh, Ann Arbor. Yeah. yeah. University of Michigan's here. Mm-hmm. And it's a it's a healthy area. People love it. It's a it's a pretty area. It, yeah, it is. It's a, pretty, it's a great area for riding a bike. Yeah, yeah, you're in a very great area. I mean, right now you've got some cold winters, you know, but it's still nine months out of the year. It's it's really good weather. It's really nice up there because you don't get like really you don't get the hot summers like we do down here in PA. We we'll get we'll get some days in the nineties, but but they don't not stay. Not a real lot. We get some of that real humidity in like July, August. Generally, we have pretty good weather. Yeah, that's what makes it nice of Wisconsin, Michigan. Yeah, great weather up there. Zero stuff. Did you just get a big snow there? Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) In fact, I did the intro before I called you, and I'm like, yo, welcome to Snowmageddon because we're not used to getting this much snow at one time. It's still snowing. It, it, we we got uh, 16 inches here. Some of the neighbors uh, about half an hour away from here, they get about 19, 20 inches. Yeah, we got a lot of snow. All at one time. 
goodness. We missed yeah. it. Going just south of us. So you didn't get all that snow that just came through? We got it, about it, three inches. Oh, it. my gosh. You didn't get anything. Wow. We got enough for Ryder to play, and that was about it. Yeah, he, he loves his snow. Ryder absolutely really loves good. it. He loves those walks every morning. Now, you get up pretty early in the morning because I'm seeing my app show. Like, there's some days you're out there pretty early. Was that 4.30 in the morning I've seen you out there? We've been out way before that. Yeah. You've been way before that? I've never been a person that sleeps a lot. Okay. Maybe like two, three hours a day is a lot for me. Yeah, it's been like a little bit. Yeah. 50 years or more. So whenever he's ready to go, he's ready to go. He comes and gets me. He does. Oh, he's he's great dog. You know what? You need to do you if you get a chance to do a video of Ryder, or is something you could do. Like I know you have a YouTube channel. I've seen some of your YouTube's. I've been on there because you've had some um, on the countryside. I believe you had like some yeah. of the tractors and things that you've seen on rides. Um, right. You should do like a video of Ryder, some a couple of your walks maybe that you do, put it on your YouTube channel. That would be great. He, he's got some on Rumble. Rumble? Yeah, you know what Rumble is? No, Rumble. I don't know what Rumble You're going to teach me what Rumble is because I don't know what it is. Rumble's like YouTube without censorship though. Oh, okay. So he, he's, he's on Rumble. He's got some... I don't know, he's got 50 or 60 people that follow him on Rumble. Oh my gosh, he has his own little YouTube thing, like a, a YouTube, but it's called Rumble. I... Yeah, Rumble. See, you taught me about Gab, now you're teaching me about Rumble. So now I have to go sign up for Rumble because I want to see Ryder. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Ryder. <laughs> I'm a dog lover, are you kidding me? I, I miss my dogs, Ed. I miss them so much. I miss Hercules and Sam. I'm lost without them. You know that I lost... I lost Hercules on December 21st. 11 days cool. later, I lost Sam. And this, you know, after the whole pandemic of taking care of them because their health was going down, and all of a sudden, like, they're just... They're not here. And I'm... I am feel like I'm lonely and lost without my dogs. But then I look at your... I look at Ryder. I'm always looking for other people's dogs. Because I, I, I have this big heart, and I love animals. I love people, but I love animals even more. And you have a golden retriever, Ryder. And I'm just yeah. in love with your dog. <laughs> big fan. He's, got a lot he's, a, he's a piece of work. He's stare, sitting right here staring at me now. Yeah, he wants to go out. He was like, come on, Dad, let's go. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to, like I said, I'm going to sign up, and then I'll have to find out what to look for on rumble for you do you have a certain um user id that i have to look for um i have to look and see i think it's probably mosley 2007. okay is that mosley is m-o-s-e-l-y m-o-s-e-l-y yeah okay i'll see if i can find that on this uh this rumble i can't wait (laughs) that's what i'll be doing when i get off here uh, but I, I will be getting this show all edited for you. Uh, get it, we'll get it published. As I told everybody, it'll be published tomorrow. I will get some pictures. I don't have any pictures of you, but I have pictures of Ryder I can use. So we'll make sure that Ryder is the cover art too. Or you can send me a couple if you'd like. I can use whatever you send me. Because usually I edit with a, you know the picture that goes on the podcast cover art. That's what's seen. 
well, all the platforms. And then I'll pick some music for you, even though I don't know what you like, but I'll use something general. Um, you know, if you, unless you have some music taste that you would love on the podcast, it goes in the background of our podcast. Probably drive everybody else nuts. <laughs> well, what, what do you like to listen to, Ed? Tell me a little bit about your music taste. Oh, man, it depends what I'm doing. If I'm riding my bike hard, I like hard rock. Oh, you do? Yeah. You like the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin? Well, somewhat. I like stuff like London Calling, The Crash. Oh, okay. The Cranberries, Zombies. Certain songs just are good hammering songs to me. Well, I could put that in the podcast. It doesn't go loud. It's just in the background so you can yeah. hear it, but it's not overtaking our conversation. Jimmy so Hendrix. Jimmy Hendrix. I'm of course big these guy. I saw most of those bands in person. And, wow. and 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 that music has still stuck with me ever yeah. since. Yeah, well I will do that. I've got those uh I got those groups on here. I could go ahead and use that. Um if you do have a picture if you could send me something that you would like on the podcast, maybe it's you on your bike, or I can. I love to run with me and Ryder in it. Yeah, or if you could send me, yeah, send send something with me, like you and Ryder in the photo, and I'll use that for the cover. Okay, if you could tell do that. People, tell your people I'm really not crazy. <laughs> oh, we know. Just not ready to stop. Everyone's listening to you, and you're not crazy at all. You are just so never, physically active. Never. Never, ever give up on yourself. Pe- people are capable of great things, but most of them never get out of that box. Yeah. You know, and I'm the kind of guy that don't put me in that box because I'll chew my way out. Yeah, yeah. Don't put me in the box and don't give me your baggage to pick up because I'm not carrying it. No. No, you've got the right mindset. We love you for that. Everybody does. You're a great person. I don't know. I'm a demented, crazy person. I admit it. <laughs> we all have a little bit of that. There's, I had this one guy who said, you know, you're not crazy unless you're nuts. You just, you just have to be a little crazy. We all have to have, a, you know, to get through everything we do. You have to be you're a little crazy. crazy. But okay. if you're not, you know, then it's no fun. It's no fun. But make sure eat, when we get done with this, when we get done with the podcast here, send me the photo over just text it to me okay so send me a photo and we'll use that and i'll get everything done and up and running tomorrow and then i'll send you i'll send you the link to where you can listen to it because there's a lot of places you can listen to it and Mm -hmm. i'll just send you the one on the website it's the easiest one and i'll okay and then i'll put it in our map my fitness i'll make sure that i do a post and i'll put it on one of yours um one of your exercise posts that you do i'll make sure that everybody has a link to it because okay, there are some grand- interested people. My grandson thinks this is pretty funny. <laughs> What's that? What does he think? Why does he think it's funny? He's going to be li- able to listen to Grandpa on that. <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> you tell him from me. You tell him that Bucks County Bites has a listener platform all over the world. A lot of it's in the UK, <laughs> Germany, Ireland, France, Spain, Scotland. A lot of the UK countries, even in Japan and Australia, I've got a few in Australia and and the Philippines, but really all over the country. A lot in the Midwest, out in the West Coast, down south, they're all over the place. Canada, I mean, there's people that listen and they are followers. 
and they love the stories. Because I have all kinds of people, all kinds of guests on here. And we talk, you know, health and fitness, um, businesses that are failing. We talk about that stuff, restaurants. We talk about everything. And I had a, a young lady on there that's hiking that 1,200 mile ice, the Ice Age Trail. She yeah. came, she was in the in her tent with her dog on my podcast, and it was a great conversation. She's making history. Young woman out there hiking 1,200 miles. She'll be the only, the first woman that will have completed a, a hike through of Ice Age. You know, so, that's the kind of things that interest me. Things yeah. that not everybody's drawn to. Yeah. You know, I'm interested. I like I liked triathlons until they got popular. Mm-hmm. Once everybody knew what it was, I, it was no big deal to me anymore. Yeah. Ice Age Trail is something that not everybody does. And that's right no, out there no. with you. It's close by. And this is a fir- this is a winter hike through that she's doing. Now, the only one that's ever done it and completed it was a guy from Oregon a few years ago. He did a winter hike through. She's doing a winter hike through with her dog, Diggins. And I do have the podcast out there on the interview, so you can even listen to it. When I send you the link, you'll be able to listen to that. And it's a, it's, she's a very interesting person. I mean, she's, she's young. She's an outside, she's an outdoors woman. And she's tough. She's not, you know, she's met for the outdoors and the cold. And she's doing fine. Just doing, she's doing great. She's got, she's halfway. She made the halfway mark. And she should be done in about four weeks. So it's, it's, it's amazing. I love hearing the stories. It's, it's motivational. It's inspirational. It's those stories that people care about and they want to hear about. And it, it, it helps them, helps them motivate them. That's what you're all about. That's why you're here. When you accept limits in life, you limit yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. You can't do that because this reason or that reason. It's self-defeating and you're limiting yourself. I don't know. My training showed me that. We see just such a tiny portion of life. Mm-hmm. You know, you see such a tiny corner of the big picture. That's right. That's right. And all the stuff, they try to open your eyes up to see just five percent instead of two percent. Right. It's, it's it's pretty amazing for me. It is amazing. Not for everyone, but it works for me. You're an amazing person. Let me tell you, I am so happy that we've been friends for this long on our apps. One of these days, we will meet. We will. I always have met people that I've known for a long time, whether we never met each other in person, but eventually you do. And it's just like, you, like you've known them for a long time. You've talked to them, you know, you've been in contact with them somehow. So we will, we will be there. When this craziness is over, I'll be out to Ann Arbor. Hi, take care of yourself. You too, Ed. Thank you so much. I really appreciate everything. I really do. And so do all your fans. I will listen tomorrow. All right. Take care of yourself, okay? Mm-hmm. Thank you. Have Bye-bye. a great workout. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Oh, that was so fun. It was so cool, Ed. You have no idea how many people you will touch. You have made a difference in someone's life already. Because you are a go-getter and you don't stop. And you are strong 
your mind is strong and you have a great sense of just life. Everything that you said was so true. You really do need to live in the moment and don't live in the past and don't look to the future. Live in the now. That's a Buddhist, something the Buddhist would always agree upon. Just live in the moment because we are not promised a future and we don't want to go back to our past and live in those moments because then it's you're losing time. Ed, I appreciate all your time and effort that we made this happen. Because your workout schedule is crazy. And to find the time for a 45 minute to an hour conversation was great. All you Ed followers on Matt My Fitness and Matt My Run, I am happy that you are going to be listening. And so is Ed. So I can't wait to talk to more of you. You know how to get a hold of me. You've seen my Matt My Run. It is Martha Voorhees. I do not have it as Bucks County Bites. And you can find my podcast anywhere. Everyone out there, no matter where you are, have a great day and be safe. This is Bucks County Bites over and out. Just killed a man Put a gun again